to unemployed actors, to unemployed actors, they're just between projects. Welcome back to Two Unemployed Actors, I'm Max. I'm Sam. We have a great show today, we've got some movie reviews for you and uh, bits and pieces. Sammy, what have you been up to? What have you got to talk about? Oh, uh, Putting on the spot? Mostly just, uh, I, I did a lot of crew work with that... Uh, uh, that show called Making It. Okay. Um, that I c- briefly spoke about a couple of podcasts briefly. ago. Briefly? Yeah, did a couple of days with them and it was so much fun. They asked you back? Yeah, yeah, multiple times. That's a good, good sign yeah, of success. Exactly. And I hope I get future work with them as well. Uh, that and kind of uh, talking to Grant about um, just doing more self-tapes. We haven't been to him for oh, months yes, now. yes, yes. Um, just because of busyness. Um yeah. What sort of self-tapes you got? Like, is there anything in particular? Like any genre or any no, sort well, of type of character? Trying to cover everything just so we can then show that off. Yeah, so I'm good. Re- still doing my showreel and um, trying to move more into doing American accent yeah. self-tapes. So yep. I'm actually seeing uh, Danielle Roth, who is okay. an accent coach that I worked with almost three years ago now. I haven't seen wow. her in three years. Because you're so old. Yeah, exactly. I'm so old. And uh, <laughs> just like a check-in tomorrow because I, I think okay. I've improved. I hope. I've improved. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to check in. Yeah, just to check in. Okay. Um, Are you going to work through a script with with her or just general? Don't know yet. Voiciness. Like, literally just got a time general ready for voiciness. tomorrow. General voiciness, a check in kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, so that's been good. Okay. Um, cooked. Got into the news, MBN news. Oh, well done. Regional is news. It still counts. Yep, still 100% counts. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this is the film you just finished. This is the film I just finished. Yep. And uh, the director was on. Uh, ABC Newcastle Radio. Okay, it's been it, so now. Like we finished it, and he's got yeah. to you know edit it. But now it's all up to promoting and yeah. marketing, all that stuff. The fun part. Yeah, very exciting. Okay, and I just applied for another feature film with New House Cinema. Okay, what have they done? Anything we'd know? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. The, I haven't heard of anything. Yeah, a lot of indie stuff. Right. But um, yeah, no, that looks good. So okay. so hopefully. I can audition. The audition is in Brisbane. That's great. Well, no self tapes. With the um, with the actual like doing your US reel, like updating that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's great that you're going to a voice coach, not just you know yourself and YouTube and the camera. Yeah. Uh, but also, have you thought about uh, like student films and stuff? Like, if there's any American accent ones. Yeah, probably there's not actually. I just realised as I was saying that that there's not really. So every single student film I've auditioned for, yeah. I I always ask before I send through a self tape, yep. what accent would you like me to do it in? Yeah, it's most of the time. It's Australian. Isn't actually, it? no. Every time I've auditioned, it's always it's Australian. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, unless you apply because well, I was one going overseas, to say because because that's what we've used before to buff out our you know beef up our show reels 100% because um, it's great content yeah 100% but also yeah like just rather kind than of blue screen stuff which is still like, still okay yeah like working at home on your accents is good obviously yeah but you should go to an accent yeah or dialect coach first because yeah. you can't really hear yourself That's and you right. don't I mean until you know you don't know how mm. shit you can be, you know. Well, that's um, it. I mean, you don't want to. You don't want to sort of get get to stage where they've got to undo bad habits. Yeah, and exactly. And an accent isn't just about mimicking. That it's a whole art form, obviously. And mm. it's like there, there's so many technical aspects about where it sits. Yep. You know, inflections. It's just yep. I, I've spoken about this in past podcasts. Just how amazing. Yeah. I found it all and so yeah. interesting. So I'm glad I'm going back. I'm glad I set one up. 
uh, just because it's heading into that realm of I think I need to start moving into yeah. doing more American. Yeah, I think tapes. I've been telling everyone absolutely. You are, you get your US show reel up. I mean, there's there's a lot of work in Australia at the moment. Yep. Just announced yesterday the new Mad Max movie. Yes. The prequel Starring to Furiosa. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, will be filmed in New South Wales, and that's three hundred and fifty million dollars, which yeah, is a I decent heard the, budget. The biggest film for New South uh, that's been Australia. filmed in New South Wales. Full oh, stop. Australia! Yeah, that's wow. huge. So, but there's lots of work going around. Is my point. And oh, yeah. if you've and a lot got of American stuff, yeah, yeah, and if you've got a US showreel, it obviously helps you to to hundred oh, percent tap in because I'd hate to miss out on all these millions that are floating around. Yeah, and what I've been told is that yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll take a fifty word take- little guesty. <laughs> What I've been told is like, you know, obviously on set, yeah, you'll have a dialect coach, but and you, they expect you to know American. Absolutely. When they look at a self-tape, when they see an audition, they want you to just pick up and go. There's none of yep. this, oh, well, great for the role. I can see them, that person playing the role, but Max needs to work on his accent. We'll get him some coaching or something. Yep. It's like, no, nah, they just want to see Max yep. and insert Max with US flawless accent. And you know what's really interesting? This Obviously, we know this industry is quite subjective, but... Yep. Um, Years ago, before I went to a dialect coach, mm-hmm. I had an audition with a casting... Back in the olden days. Yeah, with a casting, uh, <laughs> casting before director. Before the pandemic. Before the pa- or way before the pandemic, yeah. <laughs> I had an audition with a casting director. Um, not going to say which one it was because... Mm-hmm. Well, they said my accent was great. Okay. And then I go to a dialect coach and it's like, it's okay. Maybe they're and just it's, being nice. Well, but also casting... Maybe they had headphones in. Maybe. But also casting directors at the same time... Um, haven't studied accents as much as That's dialect right. coaches. Obviously, they can tell if you're shit yep. or good, but not, yeah. I think, above that good. You know, great. You gotta, you know, There's going to be something yeah. there where they're like, wow, that sounds convincing, but they don't yeah. know why. And you don't know why until, yeah. you, until you go to a dialect coach. The perfectionist coach. of a dialect yeah. coach whose absolute job is to help you yeah. bring that accent to life. I mean, and that, just those, those ears are precious. Flick into it and be able to do it, <laughs> relax and, you know. It's good. Well, yeah, it's I've got. Uh, yeah, what have you done? I've got some news. I yes. actually finished updating my website today. When I say finished, I mean like ninety-five percent there. There's a few tweaks mm. because on web, on mobile, one page looks a bit funny, and I'm updating it. Blah, blah. Yeah, but like it didn't take as long as I thought. I don't know why I put it off for so long, but anyway, because the hard thing was well, I'm good at that. <laughs> I mean, if you know, I've got to be good at something, and so procrastination is me. But uh, <laughs> I, the structure was going to be hard too, because like voiceovers, podcasting, and acting. So mm-hmm. what I did was I made the maxbelmonte.com, so the landing page, um, an image of me with my social handles, and then just three buttons: actor, voiceover artist, podcaster. Perfect. Yeah. So because I thought that you know sometimes the solution can be so simple right in front of you. Yeah, like, exactly. duh, but it took me a while to come to that conclusion. And then, so podcast just takes you through to the to unemployed actors page. Um, voiceover, I've got like a few pages just for that mm-hmm. that opens up those menus when you're in there. Yep. Same with acting. Cool. So um, it was a lot of fun. And then doing all the um, coding stuff and making sure the images are small enough to open fast and it looks good on different size devices, all that sort of Perfect. boring stuff. But it really didn't take that long because I was still using Adobe Dreamweaver. Only three days straight. Finally getting the hang of it. Yeah. Nine to five. <laughs> Hardly. But anyway, <laughs> at least it doesn't look like at the 1990s website. So it's a little bit more... Oh, good. A, a, bit more, <laughs> a little bit more 1990s current. 1990s website. And um, one of the first. Refreshed. Um, anyway, I've got news because straight out of the last play and I thought to myself, you know what? 
I'm going to wait a while before I get involved in another play because it's just it's it's such a commitment, right? It's months, and then you know exactly. it opens and yeah. like I'm like, uh, but then a few weeks down the track, here I am auditioning for a play. So nice. it, it's an Australian oh another one play. Yep, it's uh, it's um, written for Australia. It was written years ago, um, and I don't know if the New Theatre's performed it before. Oh, is it with the new theatre? It is with the new theatre, which, wow. for those that don't know Sydney, uh, is literally like a block from where I live, which will be handy. Don't tell everyone. But uh, there's three there's three uh, characters that I could easily see myself playing. Beautiful. What's it called? What's the play uh, called? Spooks. Spooks. So, it's like, it's set in like 60s Australia, where in a country town, there's a communist party uh, branch. Yeah. And this ASIO dude... Uh, uh, converts this 19-year-old to be his mole. So he turns up all enthusiastic, ready to be James Bond. Mm. And it's this country party with a half a dozen members. They talk about doing stuff. They never really do stuff. So he kind of tries to help make things move forward and okay. build momentum. So it, it, it's pretty funny. Um, and, well, I mean, true to form, one of the... Uh, I think I think she was a founding member. I can't remember now. But anyway, passed away from the New Theatre Life member. Anyway, uh, uh, early this year, mm. she had an ASIO file on her. Oh yeah, and they even published one of the photos that they took of her uh, on her way to the theatre or something, uh, an old black and white shot from the seventies because she was a Communist Party member. And I think everyone who is a member of the Communist Party gets an ASIO file. Yeah, nice. I, don't, I don't think it's. <laughs> I don't think there's any special treatment. But anyway, so they did, you did see mention this on Star now. Uh, no, I'm a member of the new theatre. So, oh, so um, came up they, they, yeah, I think it was through their social, actually. Instagram or Facebook or something. We've got this new play. Auditions are up, you know, let us know. So I've got to self-tape it and do a little intro and get that away by the end of the week, which is my job. Well done. So I'm on it. And which I is think, my job. And you know what I think I'm going to do? I think I'm going to dial up that uh, I did a bit from uh, The Odd Couple, which mm. is a play I did back in the day. And it worked for lipstick. Got mm-hmm. me that role. Um, I think I'm going to give it a shot because... I Did mean, you not audition for lipstick with a lipstick script? You no. You sent through... Nope. They just wanted to see anything. Yep. Same, no, same, with, um, same with the new theatre. So the process is, here's an online version of the script. Please read it because you want to read the script before mm-hmm. you, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, uh, and then 30 second intro you need to film with a, a rough, roughly two-minute piece from film or television or theatre mm-hmm. f- that you'd like to use to apply. For me, look, it's... A, Fred, Fred, stop assaulting Sam. It, it's 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 theatre, it's a comedy, so I'm going to do something from theatre that is a comedy. Cool. Um, so that's me being Felix from The Odd Couple. So it's a nice little bit. Nice. I'll... Um, I might even I might even put it up on the on the two UA socials, so you can have a look at what I submitted. Yeah, yeah, do it. Um, but uh, I'll get that to them, and who knows? Maybe I'll hear something. Maybe not. But at least there's three characters I can sort of slip into. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be fun. <laughs> I mean, great too, because yeah, it's like the end of the street. Like, come on, I've got no excuse for being late and not yeah. being committed. Can you walk there? I can. It, li- it literally is half a block away. That's brilliant. You go to the end of the street, turn ro- turn left, and there's the new theatre. Yeah, I think I've been before. I went to see, my last production I went to see there was the Grapes of Wrath, heavy full on production. But um, I mean that's the script, the story. But it was fantastic. Good. Like I remember saying, 
I went with uh, my cousin who works at Create New South Wales and they do all the budgets for all the arts companies. Yep. And uh, saying it's up there with Sydney Theatre Company, like it was fantastic. I mean, I looked at a minimal stage and about 20 actors on stage and it's Grapes of Wrath. I'm like, oh God, this is going to be a journey, you know. But it was just so slick. It was great. I talked to the director afterwards. I was just like drooling, going, oh my God, it was so good. It was amazing. <laughs> it really was. But anyway, so fantastic. So it'd be great to be a part of that. New Theatre being a voluntary organisation, it's all volunteer, voluntary. But again, it's up another level, like yeah. in terms of professionalism. Yeah, and the, 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 the director there has done so much work in the industry. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Hopefully. Yeah, good stuff. Fingers crossed and all that. Fingers crossed. But I've been busy going back to the cinema. Hopefully, wherever you're listening to this podcast, you're able to go to the cinema. I know we've been lucky in Australia. Very lucky. Um, and chime in if you've seen any of these. First one, I saw. You well, first one, yes. Anyone? Well, anyone's Fred. welcome to chime in on social. <laughs> Fred, if you want to, I saw Six Minutes to Midnight on Sunday. Okay. Um, it's got Judy Dench and Eddie Izzard. Mm-hmm. It's oh, a film about like it's a spy thriller, Cold War thing. Cool. Well, not really Cold War. It's it's pre- Com- comedy. World War no. no. World War Two. Um, just before the war breaks out, actually, and it's just from an interesting perspective where there's an Anglo-German school on the coast of England mm. and uh, the you know German social el- elite send their their daughters there for it's like a finishing school okay. so they get to experience british culture in- yeah, and right. accent and etc um, so obviously the parents are well connected of these 25 odd girls who are at the finishing school for that year mm-hmm. what's interesting is it'll be a great sign or another sign that war is about to start if they can work out they being the british government when the children are being sent back to germany all of a sudden yeah because that will tell them when the war is going to start yeah okay and they know it will be sudden because the hierarchy who are obviously nazi party well connected wouldn't want their daughters to be held captive in England. Mm. It'll certainly impact their ability to move forward in the Nazi party. And um, so it, it talks about this, it, it revolves around this character who's inserted into the school to try and work things out. Okay. So it's not so much James Bond, but more, you know, truer to life, so to speak. But good. Uh, really interesting, really, really truer great. It is, I was great. I think, yeah, like, and, and based on a true story. So at the end, you actually do right. see pictures of the, the, the girls at the school at the time, yeah, which was closed for the war, obviously, and never never reopened, but hey, yep. that's it. Oh, uh, another movie, okay, similar vein, The Courier, um, a spy thriller. Another spy thriller. That is based on a true story. Bear oh. with me if you yeah. like spy thrills. Um, but this is all about an ordinary guy in extraordinary circumstances. They okay. just they just choose him because who's in it? Who's in it? Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, he's great, isn't he? And so and good. really good in these drama dramatic roles. I, I, I like he's really good at this average guy. Um, yeah. It's like I'm a salesman. What do you want me to you know take secrets from A to B for? You know, but it's precisely because he's so average and ordinary and normal and has access in and out of the country that he's perfect. Yeah, he doesn't see it though. Yeah, and then he gets in so deep that he ends up doing more risky stuff and mm. I don't want to spoil it for people but really interesting and and yeah Benedict's great he went up in my books in that movie he's great yeah um nobody so we're, we're talking well, well okay it's not a true story <laughs> it's, it's lots of action and it's less a spot, thriller yeah. <laughs> um but it's the same theme like ordinary guy 
in Extraordinary Situation. Mm-hmm. It, it follows Bob Odenkirk's character, who um, really is... And I love the opening scene, the, the montage of the Monday to Friday. You the, saw all these the, in the cinema. Yeah, yeah. From the last start of, of March. Yeah, start of March. So, so it's been a yeah. few weeks. But, um, but yeah, I love the opening montage of his... Just to paint the picture very quickly of... Average guy, Monday to Friday, mm-hmm. you know. It, 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 I really like those opening scenes. It really does set the scene. And then for when when things do happen, yeah. it's just amazing. Uh, a great supporting role, Christopher Lloyd, who people remember from Back to the Future as mm. the, the mad scientist. Um, oh, wow. Fantastic character. How I love his character in that. How old is he? I know. 150? I know. Jesus. So, no coincidence, he plays the father <laughs> in a retirement home who comes back for some action and literally does oh he ever. One of the greatest lines is is when he opens up and he's got all these guns everywhere and he says, Bob says to his father, uh, Christopher Lloyd's character, um, why did you bring so many guns? He said, well, you invited so many Russians. <laughs> so, it's just nice. crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. But it was funnier than I thought. Because it doesn't take itself so seriously. Um, yeah, right. And, yeah, those always nice. And it is an action movie, but it's from um, the producers of John Wick. Mm-hmm. In fact, okay. the, the producer, um, one of the producers anyway, uh, David Leach, he, he did he actually has a stunt background. Mm. And so great for action, right? And his first directorial debut was John Wick. There we go. So... Uh, you know, for, and remember the last time we talked about a stunty turned director was yeah, Extraction, Chris Hargrave, and that's it was a huge movie. So that I mean, cool. it's great, it's fantastic. So you can imagine the action sequences are amazing. Yeah, great fight scenes, but it, I really enjoyed it because look, I knew it's not going to be the spy thrillers that I'd seen, mm. but. You know, park your brain cells, sit back and enjoy. Yeah. But it was really interesting, really fun. And Bob Odenkirk was fantastic. Oh, good. I remember him from Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul. Oh, uh, yeah. Great character. Um, the last one I saw, Crisis. Uh, Gary Oldman, Army Hammer. Greg Kinnear. Remember Greg Kinnear? Uh, Lily Rose Depp. Okay. Depp's daughter. Yep. Deppy's daughter. Uh, fantastic. I, like, opioid epidemic. So it's full on. It's not, you know, a fun one, but yep. it's it's a good thriller, and more like corporate espionage type thing. Where he's a professor. Gary Oldman plays this professor at university, and he's pressured into saying certain things about a drug that he doesn't believe in. Okay. And the ramifications are like billions of dollars, and there's a lot at stake, and lots of stuff happening. So I really enjoyed that. Um, really interesting. Actually, I have to talk about Nomadland. Before I forget, yes, I got to see that as well. You have to see it, and if you can at the at the cinema, it's still on the cinema. Uh, the cinematography is great, and it really does help draw you yeah. in. It's almost like a documentary. You feel like you feel like a voyeur. Yep. But it's because of that that it really gets you in there. So when things happen to the characters, it's like you're there and you want to just give them a hug because like it's so oh, yeah. relatable and full on. Um, it's gritty. It's real. It's not escapism. It's not a spy thriller. Cool. And it's not an action <laughs> movie. So Very it's cool. like the opposite of everything I've seen. But the awards. Um, yeah. I mentioned it. the cinematography. It won a BAFTA for best cinematography. Nice. Golden Globe, best picture. BAFTA, best film. And the director, um, BAFTA, even actor, gave them a, a best director award. Wow. The Australian nice. Association of Cinema, Television and the Arts. Uh, cool. Chloe Zhao is the director. Very so cool. like some great stuff on the cinema. And 
So there should be because we waited so bloody long. They kept yep. postponing things yep. because of the pandemic. So I'm really look, I, like it's just been great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Go, go on. You talk about the cinema. I will talk about stuff at home from streaming services. I watched a couple. <laughs> what did you do? Things. What did you do streaming? Um. So recently, I watched um on Amazon Prime, uh, Good right. Omens. Okay. Have you heard of it? It's with Michael Sheen and David Tennant. Right. Uh, it's about so Michael Sheen plays an angel. Is that the angel and the devil? Yeah, and Michael they Sheen have this get together, yeah. and it's just oh, it's so, so it's, funny. It's almost like a spoof on these supernatural kind of angel right. uh, demon shows. Um, you got like Michael Sheen and David Tennant, and they're playing angel and and demon respectively, and they kind of um, I mean, two they, they become great, best great friends. Actors, right? They become best friends over so the, from the start funny. of time yeah. to modern. Yeah, they're Michael hilarious. Michael Sheen is hilarious. I think because I, 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 I remember I watched Graham Norton yeah. and he was interviewed there about this. Yeah, I didn't think it was out yet. But That's it's, fantastic. It's, it's I've very. It, down. it came out in 2019. Did it? Yeah, and it's quite stylistic it. and kind of. It's very cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's only six episodes. Oh. I have a feeling that it got cancelled. Limited um, series, or maybe yeah. they. Hit pandemic and had to. Yeah, but it's an interesting, interesting show. That was good. Okay. Um, I also watched uh, Love and Monsters, which came out v- like a couple days ago on oh. Netflix. It's with Dylan O'Brien, mm-hmm. who was the guy from Maze Runner, and he's. So I always knew he was great. But yeah. Watching this, I was like, oh my god, he's he's actually an incredible actor. You can see the subtleties in the different characters, but it's still him, and it's okay. it, it's just he's really good. And it was so it was a bit funny. Um, it's good that he's got something a bit more substantial to stick his teeth into yeah, than uh, the script from Maze Runner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a bit funny, a bit <laughs> emotional. Um, it, it was kind of a mixture of everything and it just goes to show that an action film can still actually be a really good film. Yeah. Um, the plot being kind of like uh, there was an asteroid heading towards Earth. Mm-hmm. Humans blew it up before it got there, but then it Brilliant. rained back down oh. chemicals that oh. made like rodents and insects oh. mutated into it monsters. Called? It's, called, so I love my it's called Love and Monsters. Okay. Um, and and it's what's that on? What did you see that Netflix. on? Netflix. Netflix. No, he's running it down. Um, it's made the list. Yeah, but so so <laughs> you 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 look at the synopsis and I mean the plot. I yeah, the synopsis, I guess. And you're like, oh, it's one of those films again. Is it actually going to be yeah. good? But it's amazing. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's Paramount and Netflix, so it has to be good. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, no, they did it really well, and it was filmed in Australia. It was filmed in Queensland because oh. I'm watching it. And I'm like, <laughs> looks a bit familiar. I'm like those, so it's all set in kind of like, because it's post-apocalyptic almost. Yeah. Um, it's set in kind of like yeah. bushland and stuff. And I'm yeah. like, those not a good nod to those the to the wonderful views around Queensland. It's <laughs> no, post-apocalyptic. No, no, no. Views. no, no, no. But as in like, so we're, we're in the bush and it's really pretty, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, those paper bark trees look really interesting. Local. It's funny, isn't um, it? Yeah. So so it's funny. I was thinking about. It, I was like, for anyone else who don't doesn't live in yeah, Australia, yeah. Would just be like, okay, this yeah. could be set in America mm-hmm. where it was set, but we're watching it like, nah, those trees are so distinct. <laughs> that and looks it, like the trees just behind Movie World on the Gold yeah, Coast. But it was amazing. It was it was really well done. Uh, yeah, got a bit teary like near the end. It was just really okay. well. And is that is that a movie or a series? Movie. Okay. Movie. And and so there's a guy in it, an Aussie guy who plays an Aussie. Mm-hmm. His name's Dan Ewig. Oh yeah, I did was a short he in film Neighbors with him. Or Home and Away. Or he was he was in he is in Home and Away. I think. Oh no, he was in Home and Away. Right, right. Um, but I did a short film with him did years you? ago. My first ever short film. Oh, right. uh, I was a very non-existent role. Yeah. Um, but that was interesting. So he was also in um, shit. What are those? Colored, You're doing a max. What are the, Yeah, I am. What are those colored? You do it well. Those colored superheroes. They all have helmets. You got a pink one, a green one, like a white one. 
Uh, oh, you know yeah, that, yeah, you know? Power Rangers. Power Rangers. He was also in Power Rangers. I don't think. know how I know that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that was cool seeing him. Oh, my God. Uh, so yeah, that's a great film. Put that okay. on the list. And now I'm, I've gotten into The Handmaid's Tale. Have you really? I tried. You tried? It's I a got, bit slow. Yeah. But just I'm watching Elizabeth Moss and I'm like, she's great. Her she accent's is, amazing. Like, the Invisible Man, I think, was the last thing I saw with her in it. And I really enjoyed that. But it's such an interesting idea, The Handmaid's Tale. Um, it is. Going backwards, pretty much, and then even worse for women. I mean, the idea of it. Do you know? Do you yeah. know the idea behind it? Yep. Yeah, and that everything that and that they talk about, every every sort of every everything in the series actually happened to women at some stage in, yeah. in history. Yeah, and the I, I mean, it's scary how Which this could is, actually in many happen. ways is not comforting. <laughs> no, and this could actually happen. Like mm. again, well, when you when you look possible, at themes. You know, of the controlling and the Big Brother type stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's there's quite sort of disturbing those of a TV mm. show. So yeah, those are mine. Okay, good. That's good. There's some good great. stuff around. Um, oh, there's so many. I mean, it's amazing stuff. what was slated to go cinema and then went straight to video on demand, and yeah. then now that the cinemas are open, there is some good stuff coming back. It's fantastic. Yeah, so it's awesome. I've got my rewards points from. Oh, <laughs> enjoy. So looking forward to it. Um, all right. Well. Hopefully, I'll get through my audition audition this week. It might give me more to talk about next week. Or not. You've been listening to Unemployed Actors. I'm Max. I'm Sam. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow us on social media, and you'll hear from us next week. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Bye. To Unemployed Actors. Welcome back to To Unemployed Actors. I'm Max. I'm Sam. Great show today. Going to talk about a few movies, some movie Pretty reviews. That one more time. Um, Fred jumped on my phone. I said, ah. <laughs> one, one more time. One more time. Fred, behave yourself. <laughs>